This is the B&J Podcast. Parents, don't let your children listen to this fucking filth. Fucking filth. Fucking filth.
Welcome to the B&J Podcast. Woo-hoo. I'm Jay. I'm B. And uh, we just heard a song by Drab Majesty. Um, I don't know which one it is, but you can read that in the description of the episode. <laughs> All I know is it is off their new album, uh, Demonstration. Or his new album. Her new album. His, her, whatever gender construct he or she wants to be. You know, I read, like, Matt sent me this really long uh, wiki discussion uh, from the Garfield Wikipedia page about whether or not Garfield has a specified gender, um, which goes on for a really long time. So I have, I don't care about gender constructs anymore at all. I think, I think... If you're calling someone, if you if you misgender someone accidentally, who cares? And if you do it on purpose, you're a fucking asshole. I don't care what the situation is. Like, I don't care if it's Caitlyn Jenner. Like, fuck you. Just don't be a dick about things. <laughs> dick. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. Right before the Oscars. And so this is our Oscar episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be up before the Oscars. Oh, really? Yes, this will be up. Oh, wow. This is going to be one of those uh, fast episodes. Yeah, well, it's probably not going to be too long either, because we have like four other podcasts to, to record today. For three our, others. Whatever. For a 30 Rock podcast. Because I only watched three other episodes. Right. So. Well, that was how many you were supposed to watch. Yeah. So I did my homework. Yeah, good. I'm very good about that. We'll get to those in a bit. Different podcasts. Um, now we're just going to talk about the fact that your favorite movie of the year, La La Land, is going to win at least Best Picture. No, it is going to win. Yeah, it is probably gonna, many other awards. It's going to win Best Picture and Best Director, and that was not my favorite movie. <laughs> you liked it, though. No, I hated the first half of it. Because the first half is awful. Like, yeah, objectively a terrible movie. And then the second half, I thought, was good, right up until the final scene. Which I think is insane on your part, but go on, explain what, what your issues are. Because my, my, that final scene, when it started, I thought, oh my god, this is going to be total revisionist, revisionist history. It's going to be just like, oh, it was all a dream. Who shot JR and all that nonsense? This is bullshit. It didn't do that at the end, but that's what I thought it was going to go. And so for the good 10 minutes of the, because that's a long scene. It is. So like for a good two thirds of that scene, I'm like, I hate this. I fucking hate this. I fucking hate this. Fuck Damien Chazelle. Fuck everyone involved with this movie. But I mean, which, which is the which is actually, in my opinion, where you should get to eventually with that film. But go on. I don't get there with that film. Ugh. Um, but it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't even in my top five. No, nor should it be. No, it's not a good movie. No, it's not. So. Here, here. But there are other bad movies. Oh, there are the, so many other bad movies. I mean, there are, there are many worse movies than La La Land that that the, were nominated that that are nominated for Best Picture. Uh, that I don't know about because I didn't. I'm not sure if I saw any that were worse that were nominated for Best Picture. I did. What? Uh, Hell or High Water. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched that yesterday. I haven't watched it yet. I <laughs> is it is it on, it's on is Amazon? It legally available? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Actually, m- most what's nice about uh, the the Oscars this year, most of the nominees are available on VOD. Not Hidden Figures. Not Hidden Figures. Um, 
Fences. Not La La Land. Not La La Land. But most of them are. Moonlight is. Arrival is. Uh, Hell or High Water is. Fences. Not for rental, but you can have the option fences? to buy it. No, I didn't. I have a, I don't... I'm not a big fan of August Wilson. Okay, so so that was a, that was my let's yeah let's let's go ahead and delve into that. This is this will be the the actually unified unified front of why we didn't see fences because like honestly like there's a couple of August Wilson things that I think are good. Um, fences is not that great, I don't think, um, and it just looked. <coughs> I mean, I have a real problem in a lot of cases with like. Uh, play to movie transitions because yeah. in a lot of cases they're way too fu- too fucking like shittily structured and mm-hmm. that one is supposedly like I mean I think I think August Wilson has the screenplay credit because they didn't change anything from yeah it, which is fucking annoying Uh yeah so I mean that's yeah, I'm gonna see it eventually but I just I mean right now the option to buy it is like fifteen dollars. No. I'm not going to pay that much no. to watch that right now, so I'll just wait until it comes out. Yeah. Um, let's see, the other, let's see, so I saw Hell or High Water, mm-hmm. thought it was a okay movie, didn't particularly like it. I thought Chris Pine was the most distracting thing about that movie. In a good way or a bad way? In an awful way, because uh-huh. he looked, his appearance throughout the whole movie, he looked like a cheap Zac Efron knockoff. Mm-hmm. And a Zac Efron doing a Texas twang just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it was, I mean, it was all right. Um, did you see, um, did you see Nocturnal Animals? I didn't. I probably won't. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I've just heard so much shit about that movie. I kind of liked it. Really? So, when we, wa- Faith and I watched it. And we were both like, this movie's awful, but Michael Shannon is fucking amazing and deserves all. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He's terrific. Yeah, I heard that's the only good performance in that movie. But what's so what's interesting about the movie to me is that as you're watching it, you're construct like like I caught myself doing this a lot. Like you're constructing and sort of like figuring out what's going on on screen and how it relates to uh, both like the present day story where she is. Um, you know, reading the reading the novel that her ex boyfriend, I think, yeah, boy, ex boyfriend wrote, and then um, or maybe ex husband. I think they might have actually been married. Yeah, I think they were. Um, and then uh, and then like also the the actions of that novel and like the space that exists between those two narratives is really interesting and really well explored in that it's not like like it plays on your expectations rather than on what actually happens and what's going on. And so a lot of the a lot of actually watching a lot of appreciating the movie is kind of if you end up going back and thinking about things and going like wait a minute but like I was thinking that this was going to happen and this entirely other thing happened and I saw it happen but I still was like was resisting it in my mind because it wasn't what I was expecting to happen. So it's kind of like it's a really interesting mindfuck of a movie in some in 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 a way that's unusual, and so I actually do think it's worth seeing. Okay, um, it has some really big problems, uh, and it's not necessarily a very enjoyable experience. But like the having seen it is a really is is kind of an enjoyable experience. So okay. I'd be curious to see what you thought about. It. <clears throat> Let's say. Did you see Hacksaw Ridge? No. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, like, if if Mel Gibson directs a movie that I'm interested in watching, 
and like interested enough to get over the fact that it's Mel Gibson, I'll watch it. But that one was not. Like I saw the trailer and I was like, nope. You know what I movie I I said that about too. Silence. No. <laughs> No, because I never saw the trailer for that movie. No. No, uh, Manchester by the Sea. I saw the trailer for that. I'm like, wow, another movie about whiny white people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I thought it was, I liked it. I didn't, I thought it was weird that it got the sort of like massive love that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get why, because it's like, it's, naturalistic but like uh his other two his uh Kenneth Lundgren and longer and yeah his other two movies are much better um uh Margaret and uh uh you can count on me are both better movies uh let's see I and did it, watch it in figures what'd you think I really liked it yeah it's an inj- it's not a it's not a great movie but no. it's a very crowd pleasing enjoyable movie. Yeah, it's it's like I mean it's basically like Black Apollo 13. Like in that it is a it's a good like yeah. historical it's a good like historical biopic. It has problems because that's not my favorite genre, but like none of those problems are things that are that are worth like getting getting your hair mussed over. Yeah, no. So yeah, I also think that one has some tonal problems in the in the first thirty minutes, where it's like where it's just it feels like it's trying way too hard, and then sort of relaxes. No, I don't think it's not. It's not that it's trying too hard. It just sort of meanders a little. And Meandering, I'm okay with. It's the it's the like, it's the playing into the into the like the historical biopic sort of cliches. That you've seen in every fucking like movie. It's period. But it is a historical biopic. Okay, but it's historically inaccurate. All historical biopics are historically this inaccurate. This one has a very glaring historical inaccuracy. Which is? Which is that they are that it deals entirely with like people who are working under great pressure at NASA in 1960, 61, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of them are smoking. There's not a single fucking cigarette in that movie, and that is complete bullshit. Like, literally every single one of those fuckers had, had like, a cigarette hanging out of the side of their mouth every minute of the day. Also, they didn't use slide rules. And they should have been using slide rules. <laughs> you know, you're, like, the person who, who's... Uh, I, when I went and saw Kill Bill... Mm-hmm. The person I went and saw that with. Which part? One or two? Uh, the first one. Okay. Heard, you know, I forget whether it was the first one or the second one. His complaint to me about why he couldn't really fully enjoy the movie was because the kung fu stances were incorrect. What? Yeah, that yeah. So that's what that's what your complaint about the smoking. No, 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 no. That, read to me. No, that is different because he's entirely wrong. Because fucking different styles of kung fu have different stances. Oh Jesus! What what Pandora's box did I open? <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> sorry. I enjoyed Hidden Figures. I enjoyed it too. I'm not missing. Hidden Fences. No, because uh, yeah, it's Hidden Figures. Racist. Um, 
I just heard black people call it hidden fences too, okay? <laughs> so fuck you and your racism. <laughs> like, so I've been watching, in order to try and like get get to sleep, I've been watching the uh, seven hour long Vincent Bugliosi like why OJ should have gone to jail thing, which has inter- which has interviews with all of the with all of the people who are willing to be interviewed by Bugliosi, which basically means like. Uh, Faye Resnick and Mark Furman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Mark Furman and like and all of the LAPD cops like all say the same thing, which is like like, well, they've made such a big deal about Mark saying the N word, and then they're all using it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, so what was your favorite movie of last year? Oh God, I mean, I there's so many I haven't seen yet. Like, There's one my favorite one is nominated for best picture? No. For best screenplay? No. Best documentary. Really? Yeah. 13th? No. OJ? OJ made in America. That's you that know was the if, best movie that was made last year. I disagree, but I will uh, but I will admit that it was one of the better things that I saw last year. Like, what was your well, what, what did you think atop that? God, you know, I mean, like that's that's really hard uh, because I didn't actually think about that at all before this <laughs> podcast, which probably, like in retrospect, seems like it would have been a good idea. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, you know, I'm trying to think of what I what I went and saw. Usually, like the way I can tell is if I went and saw something in the theater more than once mm-hmm. and got like really excited about it. Like that was like when John Wick came out. That was that was my. <laughs> Uh-huh. That was my way of telling. Is like I went to see that movie like three times in the theater. Um, I don't know. There wasn't anything like super crowd pleasy this year that like that I got into. Yeah. I feel like there was something kind of. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm fucking. I'm tripping. I do know. I do have an answer for that, and it's Patterson, the Jim Jarmusch. Uh, I'm trying to find that movie like legally. It should be on Amazon pretty soon since they yeah. produced it. Um, it's, it was, I do want to see that a lot. It got really screwed, uh, by the fact that, um, it came out very late. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it opened limited on Christmas and compared to the, like, like this year, the Oscars were really front loaded in a lot of ways. Hidden Figures, I think was the only one that actually came out on Christmas or later. I Mm -hmm. think the rest of the best pictures all came out well before that. Like Arrival was like October. Yeah. Moonlight was just about that early too. Um, God, I wish I really wish Moonlight would win. It's not. It's there's no way it's going to be La La Land all the way. Yeah, it's good. There's zero surprise in that. A moon, Moonlight is not a best picture type of movie. It's too small. I'm trying to think of something that would. Yeah, I mean, there's really not very many movies that are that that are like that that would that. The only other really movie I can think that's sort of like that that was small but did win Best Picture was Marty. God, that was a long time ago. Nineteen sixty. Yeah, but other than other than that, like I can't think of anything that's like so small like yeah. that. No, you're right. I mean, usually that, like there usually has to be some some kind of scope to it yeah. that you know like that makes it feel like a Best Picture. And, the, and, the, and and I mean, like, fucking Hollywood loves filleting itself, yeah. so it is... But Moonlight, okay, so Mahershala Ali is going to win Best Supporting Actor, mm-hmm. and um, and Barry Jenkins is going to win Best Screenplay. Which is too bad, because... Yeah. 
No, I guess it's adapted, so it's not it's not gonna yeah. it's not gonna step on the lobster's toes anyway. No, well, lobster isn't gonna win. I want it to. Like the, but I know no, it's, it's but not. it's the no, but the so best original screenplay is the is basically the um, we saw your movie uh, nomination. Yeah, <laughs> like it, like it's usually the it's usually the weird movie that sometimes wins, but more often just gets nominated. Like I think Drive got best a best screenplay nomination, which is weird because it's not a very good screenplay. No, it's not a very good movie. Um, to be honest. So the the only one I'm really rooting for is um, Isabelle Huber for Best Actress. Which I still haven't seen, yeah. Oh, you have to see it. Yeah. That was my favorite uh, dramatic or the theatrical film. film. Interesting. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things, and I love Paul Verhoeven, so... No, it's it's just wickedly funny. I mean, and it's fucking Isabelle Huber. You yeah. know, she's just, she's a brilliant actress. I just recently and way I, overdue. Yeah, I just recently rewatched re uh, I Heart Huckabees last week while I was sick, and I realized how much the reason I liked that movie so much was because of the mindset I was in when it was released. I didn't like it so much now rewatching. Really? It. Yeah, I didn't. Like it doesn't it. hold up that well. N not for me. So, here's my question, which is, when you first saw it, like, I have a real distinct memory of watching that movie, which was, like, we rented it, because it had left the, it, like, bombed and left the years pretty quickly, mm -hmm. and we rented it, and for the first 15 to 20-something minutes of that movie, I was, like, this fucking close to turning it off, because <laughs> I was, I just found it super annoying and stilted and terrible. Uh -huh. And then, like, I kind of got into the rhythm of it, and it ended up being one of my favorite movies of the year. Like, I think it's fantastic, but it, like, it really put me off at the beginning because it's so fucking everything that would that annoyed you about the beginning is gonna annoy me about the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I don't want to go back and watch it because, like, well, because like. So the other thing about that movie is that the soundtrack is fucking amazing. Uh, the soundtrack is all um, uh, uh, Punch Drunk Love guy, um, uh, the guy who does the shows at Largo every month. John Bryan. Yep. <laughs> you um, know who I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but. Thank God David or Russell doesn't have a movie this year. Yeah. Or the or fucking in your Like has he, that guy ever made a good okay, so I kind of like I remember liking Morris Paris, but other than that, has that guy ever made an actual good movie? No. 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 And even Morris Paris, like I remember liking parts of that movie. Yeah. Not all the way through. Yeah, because And Babel's the same thing. Yeah, because on Morris Paris, so that's what, th three different stories. I only liked I think one and a half of them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, I gave it a pass. I gave I gave the rest of it a pass because even though it wasn't, it wasn't something I really liked. It also wasn't so bad that it ruined the flow of the movie for me. Yeah, but then, I mean, just seeing what it spawned, just oh god, his movies are the worst. He's terrible. God, I'm still pissed off about both Birdman and The Revenant. Just those two movies just piss me off. So the Revenant was a, the Revenant was a fucking bad movie and got a ridiculous amount of praise for you know like yeah. for doing something that 
I didn't think it even did that well. Like, I didn't, you know, like, I don't know. That said, I hate Birdman so much more. <laughs> that movie it was, was so, so That movie was so that, fucking that, bad. That was a year where we, like, only, it was just about nastiness. The, that, yeah. Every, like, Birdman, the theory of everything, or uh, the, um... Whiplash, like all of the movies were just about these. Oh man, total. That's cunt. So that's also true. That's actually, I, I since you bring that up, I need to bring that up about La La Land too. It's like for all the for all the very good discussion about the many many fucking sins of La La Land, I still don't hate it as much as I hated Whiplash. No, like La because La Whiplash La doesn't have Whiplash. I mean, I guess the I guess the the his girlfriend isn't awful, but every other character in that movie is fucking awful, and you want them all to suffer. And then La La Land, it, I mean, it's not a horrible movie. It's not a great movie. It's the, it, it's, so what ruined that movie for me more than anything else is just the, the wholesale embrace of it by the, by, by people. And like, you can bitch about backlash or whatever, but it's really fucking annoying watching something mediocre be elevated to the status of something uh-huh. great. And that movie is mediocre. It's like, like. None of those songs are fucking memorable. You made a movie about a guy who loves jazz that features like zero fucking actual jazz music in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, I don't know. There's <laughs> there's so many issues, and I don't want to. I like I, I don't want to like rehash the the North of Hollywood episode that was just them trashing La La Land. Well. Molly trashing La La Land and Alex <laughs> sort of defending it, partially defending it, but no one can really defend that movie that much because oh. even even if someone's like, "Well, I liked it and it worked for me," like they ha- you have to acknowledge some of those issues. Yeah, like even as people are like, "Well, but John Legend isn't actually a bad guy." It's like, yeah, but the movie fucking paints him as the bad yeah. guy yeah. in the in, within the narrative. He is the bad guy. Yeah. Like even if you, even if you think that the that that there's some sympathy on the part of the filmmakers for that character. And I think there is like he, like he represents selling out and that's bullshit. I'll just say this much as much as I, I mean, I don't hate La La Land, but if it wins, I mean, I'm not going to be particularly happy. At least it's not crash. (laughs) I don't know. Crash, Crash is pretty good. Not the Cronenberg. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that other movie. Fucking, I didn't. I didn't even see it. I read the the year that the year that Crash, the year that that Crash came out. We were at Show West. It was actually before the movie like opened, and they you know they usually screen for the exhibitors like their the mm-hmm. big movies, and that was I think it was Focus. Uh, it was whatever studio was releasing it was that was their big movie for the year. Uh, their big, you know, like the one that they were that they were really proud of, and they were screening it. And we read the synopsis, and are like, "There's no fucking way I'm sitting through this piece of shit." Like, just because, like, and that was before, like, I realized, like, how, like how hackneyed and bad it was going to be on top of all that. Like, just the just reading the description and being like, "Oh, so this is like Magnolia, Grand Canyon, fucking shortcuts, like every other goddamn movie made about L.A. in the last 10, 15 years is exactly like this fucking movie." No, and I and like most of the time I don't like it. Even Shortcuts is not that great a movie. Yeah, like I love Altman. I I get the fucking praise for him. Like that movie's that movie is a mixed bag at best. So, yeah, like I said, 
At least it's not Crash. So do we have any? Do we have any a- actor picks that we like? Let's see. I'm rooting. Like I said, I'm rooting for Isabelle Huppert. Yeah. Um, but I mean, best Denzel's probably going to win Best Actor, right? It's either going to be Denzel or that Affleck. No, not that Affleck kid. Um, no, it's probably Denzel. It's probably going to be Denzel. Yeah. Wait, how is Casey Affleck the younger brother of Ben? I think so. Because I saw him, when he won the uh, Independent Spirit Award yesterday, he looked toe up. Well, yeah, I mean, he hasn't had the best year other than, like, it kind of sucks when, like... <laughs> he looks older than me. Yeah. There's a lot of discussion over, on Casey Affleck, over how much we should really care about the, you know, like, on the awards si- awards yeah. push side, about the about the allegations or I guess you know <laughs> things that he's actually copped to more or less at this point um I mean well and I think the, the movie thing looked like shit so I, I mean I didn't watch it so and I and and I liked the I did like the movie I think I think your I think your reasons for not seeing it are totally valid and you're probably absolutely right you would hate it for all those reasons but like that's the thing is like ultimately like I think it's about the movie and the the thing that keeps getting brought up is the whole like is the Nate Parker thing like oh well everyone trashed Nate Parker's movie and like you know like or you know trashed him after the after the stuff about his rape conviction and then mm-hmm. that was overturned came out but here the movie wasn't that good that which is why I didn't see it yeah because the fact of the matter is is that number one like the art is paramount. Like that's really yeah. what, that's what matters ultimately in terms of in terms of judging whether or not something is should be rewarded in my mind. But number two is that man, if you fuck up the Nat Turn like the fucking Nat Turner story, mm-hmm. like how bad do you have to be? Like yeah. how like I read because I read a couple of reviews and I'm just like, oh no, this is like one of my favorite stories in history. Like the motherfucker is awesome. <laughs> I can't wait for the Frederick Douglass biopic. <laughs> Many people are discovering that he's that he did some great things every day. More people, more and more people. You know, <laughs> I just I just hope he doesn't become this new casualty of 2017. He needs to live on. He he needs to not be like Bill Paxton oh, or Bill Pullman. No. Pullman or Paxton. 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 Too soon. Someone should check on Bill Pullman. Yeah. Check his pulse. Make sure he's okay. I like Bill Paxton a lot. I had to make sure he wasn't on Lost Highway. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was when I woke up this morning and found out that Paxton died. Wait, wait, was he on Lost Highway? Was it him or was it Pullman? It's. I'm I had to sorry. think it, when you when you mentioned it. I had to think about it for a minute. Well, because they're both like they are both like the same kind of white guy. Like, yeah. And they take the same kind of roles in a lot of yeah. cases. But when they're both really good actors. Like, Paxton is a little bit. Paxton does. I mean, I guess Pullman does a little bit. Like, does some comedy too. But Paxton, I I usually think of as a comedic actor. Like, he's fucking great in True Lies, and he's great in Club Dread. Which is that's my <laughs> tomorrow's newsletter is going to be all about how great Club Dread is. So look forward to that, newsletter oh, subscribers. Um, <laughs> it's a fucking diamond. It's a it is a diamond that was discarded by by mainstream society that hopefully will now be rediscovered. 
So does that mean Sylvester Stallone got robbed last year for not winning the Oscar? You know, I mean, he was really good in that movie. I don't know. Did you see it? Did you yeah. see it? You know, it's like, I mean, if you're going to remake Rocky, like, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Is to, is to make it something, like, kind of, like, interesting. Jordan was fucking great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a pretty shitty snub, actually. Oh, yeah. Because, um, man, he was he was really terrific. Uh, yeah, that movie, you know, like, I went and saw that movie with my aunt. Um, and it was, you know, one of those things that we could probably both agree on because <laughs> every other every other time we've gone to see movies i think that together like it's always been something we end up hating like we went and saw carol and like all of us were last year and all of us were really unimpressed yes yeah. it was really fucking boring mm-hmm. um let's see so supporting actor it's going to be mahershala lee mm-hmm. and supporting actress it's going to be viola davis even though she should be Lead actress. I don't understand. I mean, this feels like it's this feels like it's a thing every year, like a complaint every year about supporting versus leading. And the fact of the matter is, it's just that they should just give out four acting awards. Like, it shouldn't be lead, supporting actor and actress. It should just be four awards every year that like the top four fucking performances of the year get an award, get an Oscar. How about the uh, how about the Oscar for the uh, the Judy Dench eight minute performance? Oh, and that's right, I forgot about it. The Shakespeare in Love one. I mean, but that but well, and that's like why that is usually held up as like the example of why we hate the wine scenes, right? Was the year Shakespeare in Love yeah. won everything because it's like you've got to be fucking kidding. And Weinstein, of course, like I mean, their campaign this I think it, it was couple years ago right that imitation game came out and like you and i both were furious about those billboards that were like honor the film honor the man oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. i blocked that <laughs> out so fucking tacky and then this year i guess they're 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 uh pitching lion with like you know pull quotes from salman rushdie and and you know like uh, God, I can't even remember who else, but like a bunch of other, you know, like like Indian British celebrities. So it's just like, yeah, whatever. Ben Kingsley. God, I fucking hate. I hate the wine scene so much. Um, so basically, everyone's gonna be disappointed tonight. Everyone who actually likes cinema, who likes film. Is going to be disappointing. The more tonight. you get, the, but the like, the more you get into cinema, the, the more don't you start realizing that like the Oscars are terrible. Like, yeah. every year, like it's. Never but yet, going. I always watch it. I, I watch it. I'm always. not. I'm not going to because I'm going to be driving up to. I'm driving up to Santa Barbara, but. Um, yeah, I always watch it, and I'm always disappointed. Yeah. And that's fine with me, I guess. I usually I watch it if if I get invited to a party I usually go because it's usually fun to try, to to mm-hmm. yeah sort of like trash it the year that the artist won their theme was like a tribute to the movies yeah <laughs> and like so they're doing all these like fancy like they had like the Cirque du Soleil acrobats doing like and that was the year Neil Patrick things. Harris yeah. hosted well and they're all dressed and they're all dressed up in like. They're all dressed up in their, like, little usherette outfits, and, um... <laughs> God, that was such a faggy uh, year. 
Jeez. Uh, okay, anything else? Oh, I don't know. I mean, everything's doomed. Uh, keep expecting every one of our podcasts to be our last because either we kill ourselves or the world ends. Yeah. I mean, and I know our audience keeps hoping that that's the case. Yeah. But we, but we're still here. I much, <laughs> much like Joaquin Phoenix in the film directed by Casey Affleck, I'm still here. <laughs> now the question is, which one of us gets a sexual harassment complaint? Um, yeah, that's actually a toss-up. I think probably me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like either one of us could. I mean, you don't actually have anyone who would be angry at you for like cheating on them. So no, I don't. Have and I think that's that's a that's a a a part of it. Like you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, those, <laughs> those allegations just seem so shitty. Like it's just like ew. Subscribe to us on iTunes. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Yeah, I changed my mind. Casey Affleck's terrible. On Twitter, he is at Walrus Master. Why are you trying to get out of this? I am at Jimmy Bramlett. There's no escape here. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. There is no escape. Jo- join, us, join us for our 30 Rock podcast starting in 30 seconds. The Werewolf Pod Mitzvah. Yeah. Uh, WerewolfPodMitzvah.com. Um, so the song that we're going to be leaving you Check with. out our amazing cover art for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still having nightmares from that. Uh, but, of course, it's my fault because I asked Because you made me do it. Yeah. yeah. Totally should have known. Um, so the song we're going to end with, it's this band from uh, Canada called Ohm, as in oh, yeah. the unit of resistance. I love Ohm. Ohm. Um, it's, uh, one of, one of the guys is a Chris Peterson who was in Frontline Assembly for a hot minute in, uh, the late 90s. Um, this is a song off their new single called Uppercut. I haven't actually heard any of the new stuff, so. It's good. It's yeah, good. I, I believe it. They're fucking great. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.